So this is my poem that I brought to the original one, but I've sort of ripped it apart, so you probably won't recognise it much anymore. Okay. A feminist keeps falling in love with Catholicism. In an attempt to imagine myself as my own church, I play organ music so loud the water of my ear canal curls into its own current. If this was not real life, I would seal each entrance shut. I keep reading blogs about women and God, women and gods, women's gods, women gods and God's women. I keep seeing his face reflected back, a kiss on the imprint of an iris, stain on glass. A master of no one, creator. He was accused of sexual assault last year. When I blink, the gentle sway of letting in and blocking out light, the shadow of his face on stone, sun through a stained window. I wonder if he ever listens to organ music. If this was not real life, I would seal the entrances shut. What has changed with my writing process is I no longer look, (laughs) I said no longer as if, you know, but it's a work in progress. I've stopped trying so hard to look for the story that is important for an important story. Because when we started this workshop, I remember saying, oh, sometimes I feel like I'm not writing about important things and, the, you know, the role of a writer. And, you know, I was just mixing up all these worlds that I'm in and trying to put everything in my writing, my activism and all all that stuff. So I've realized that actually I tell better, quote unquote, small stories. I think that I am better at writing about, you know, things that people might not think are important, but they are important because they, you know, they give me joy and all these things. So I wrote a poem recently about it had words like papo and pretty and I've not written like that before, but because I gave myself permission to write like that, I actually really like it. I think I use the images really well. And for in a, for the first time in a long time, I feel like it's a poem that I'm proud of that I wrote. And I think I had to give myself that freedom. So I'm getting better at doing that. So it's definitely a good thing if you're starting to write and um, experimenting with different things, different ways to write. Writing in different voices and in different characters is very helpful because kind of takes you. It will take you out of what's perhaps most obvious. I carry with me my grandmother's story of how her mother had fallen in ice or snow and the ground had hit her hard. I recall this vividly and often how it was told to squawks of laughter floating from pews. Fallen women can't house what they can't remember. The fragments haunt me. I sat beside someone I loved, watched a brown leather world unfold. Permanent autumn, no chance for rebirth. There's something about men that always write themselves a sidekick, a beautiful woman. This is not real life. I think I've learned about myself that I need to become more self-accountable. And I'm that whole thing about it being writing, being a performance, I've realised that I like live up to that. And when other people expect things of me, then I'll write. But if not, I just sit and get more and more anxious and guilty about it. So how I've been trying to combat that is forcing myself (laughs) to write every day, even if it's nothing to do with poetry. And what I've learned about my actual writing process is through splurging like word vomit 
that is how I build my poems. So I like splurge something on a night about my day or if I found something interesting. And then in the morning when I wake up, rereading that is how I build the, a basis to start a poem or an idea for a poem. I can read that and take a step back and think, right, what am I actually wanting to say here? And if I'm too scared to say it, why am I hiding it? Uh, this one is called I'm Going to Heaven. I'm going to heaven, for I know no bless with the attendance that could all my curiosities quench. I must my way up the mech for only there is rumored to be continuations of men and women with whom, if it were not for the careless sway of the stride of time and chance of a rolling dice upon whose face the fate of one human in some timeline is placed, we might have shared a childhood always makes upon the same challenge of living, strode upon, strode with but one spirit of will. I'm going to heaven, you see, for I must touch with my eyes the throne upon which Mahatma Gandhi comforts his poise. I must, with my fingers, come through the rugs upon which his feet shall forever rest. For he, after the Messiah, to an, to an agreeable degree, is the best of man, with no calling proclaimed, has ever been. I'm going to heaven, you should know, for Paul must regale me with all these adventures about this place. The wisdom is quill spilled, the revelations is in a man all too often chance. Ah, the synagogues, he with his eloquence roused. I must my way up the mech above the floating clouds. For what adventure beneath our sulking sun is left to is left for me for the glorious ascension forthcoming. Um, I, I think the first thing I learned was to get out of my comfort zone. I got it comfortable but, uh, with the style of writing I was using. And um, I just took myself to be that. But this is the kind of poet I am. And um, uh, now I appreciate uh, the other kinds of poetry uh, besides the classical poetry. And not just because, uh, not, not, out of, not just out of curiosity, but uh, because I, I, I now see them for the artistic uh, um, pieces of writing they are. And uh, I, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing for me. And um, what has changed in my writing? Um, I guess I've, I've learned to be um, free. I've, let, I've learned to let my writing be organic in a sense. If we let go a little bit, um, that's where the good stuff actually actually arises and we and the un, going into the unknown letting the poem lead us letting language lead us and and rhythm and form um can be where it gets interesting um having said that sometimes there are things we do have a sense of yeah i want to express this and that's my goal um and there's going to be a maybe a long journey to get to that through all the drafting and through the unknown I guess, I guess, you know, part of the process, I've been, um, you know, going outside, I'll try and, you know, um, usually try and do something um, at a set time, like maybe in, uh, maybe in the evening, like around uh, six or seven, um, you know, just try and get like a set time to, you know, just focus on writing something and, you know, just try and keep to a sort of a schedule. I like that. 
That's see, that's big. You, you to you, it seems whatever, but having a set time, a process, a time of day, you know, a space, all of that is part of the process. Because before, sometimes you'd sit down and wait for the poem to come to you, but now I've learned to become the hunter. You go out and look for it, and you just go and find it. So basically, um, what has changed is so I've been pushed out of my comfort zone, and uh, I know right now I know I haven't made it as a poet yet. So I always have to keep learning. I have to keep uh, trying this and trying that out. What I would like to say, because I know there are a lot of younger writers in the room, is that if you if writing has chosen you, and you have chosen writing, if you are in position to write or to speak and perform, I think you should do it as consistently as possible. Even when you feel that maybe what you're saying is not good enough. Because when you produce work, then we can talk to that work. Don't wait to produce angelic work. Because as far as I know, we are not angels. You've really got to make it part of your life. So a lot of times we do things that writing is on the periphery of our life. But what I get a sense of is that for the for about with us in these sessions, it's come towards the center of your life. Yeah. And that's important because if you treat it as a thing that is in the periphery of your life, you're not, you're not really, you can't master it because it's too far away. To master it, it needs to be closer to the center of your life. So essentially, my process um, has been reading like between 20 to 40 minutes, depending on what my attention span will allow. But I can usually do at least 25 minutes uninterrupted Um, and then write in just like streams of consciousness first to like get all the gunk out of me, like, you know, um, free writes and then later finding like a subject. So. So, yeah, so that was like my process for this week. I edited the poem I showed you last week about the prostitute. And I gave it some more linearity, connected some pieces. I didn't add too much personal details about her because I kind of wanted it to be more universal. But I did make sure that like there was more narrative and I tightened some of the metaphors. Um, and then, yeah, I wrote this lump poem because obviously one of the instructions was to write a new poem um, and not to pressure yourself with like the details, but just to dive into it. So that has been my process this week. I did wish that I... Um, wrote a bit more because um, I only edited the poem twice and I would have preferred to edit it three or four times but there's always that's just a note for myself for future development I guess because I think that actually writing is not just about what we want to say and it's not even about teaching people but it's about opening up spaces and possibilities and opportunities for people to think beyond just what they see, for people to be able to enlarge their minds, to launch their minds into spaces that are denied them uh, or into spaces they feel um, they cannot access. And so I think that's where writing and speaking becomes very important. The main thing that has changed in my writing, I guess, would be analysis of work, you know, digging deeper into the metaphor 
understanding um, the author's subject, Marta, and um, diction and things like that. Um, about, about my writing process, it is basically reading and writing because I, I get a lot of, a lot of inspiration through, 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 through reading other people's work and, um, and I'm interacting with other authors. Yeah. Then um, I think I've also, I've also improved in, um, in the area of criticism because I have learned that it's important to listen at people's sides of the story regarding your, your work and your writing if you want to be a better, a better writer, a better poet. I've learned mostly if there's a takeaway for me, it's just on integrity. And this now applies broadly in my life in other aspects, not only in writing. So when I purpose to, to accomplish tasks, I create the time for them and I make sure I attend to them. What has been hard for me is the time. And I had to keep telling myself, I have to keep telling myself that it's about a pattern. As you said, it's not like it doesn't have to be every day. A pattern is not every day, every 24 hours, every 12 hours it's just you have to remember that you have to do it so I found myself you know running short on time to read to write but at least I know that I have to write one poem a week and at first when I said it to myself it sounded so bad but you know even that one poem a week sometimes is hard to make so that that that's the part that has been challenging finding when to write but I read poetry regularly. I think maybe once a day or more accurately, like once in two days. Yeah, but I write every week and that I'm not changing. So yeah, I'm so grateful for this, this program. Now what reading does, it gives you thoughts outside of your own head. It gives you perspective outside of your own perspective. It gives you alternative experiences so if we're not reading all we ever have is our point of view and however intelligent we are however insightful we are however compassionate we are it's still a narrow point of view because we are one in over six billion people poetry park has introduced me to a number of poets who I now enjoy reading their works and it's not just reading for entertainment or just admiring or just being a fanatic but analyzing their work and how they're doing their thing and also on my side I think if there's a if there's anything that I'm moving on with uh, and this probably is the greatest is how to write and rewrite uh, not getting attached to, to the first draft that is something that he emphasized on. I think the last session we had, I've been struggling with that so much. And so when he mentioned that you could you could as well dismantle your first draft, just keep the concept and rewrite and rewrite until you get it right. I think that is something that um, I'm hoping to move forward with. But overall, I think it's it's been an experience meeting this family is, is something that I, I really honor and treasure. Life comes out of place like a dislocated kneecap. I find a groove in my throat, both singer and smoker. Read medical journals from Google search results. Scroll pages inside my skull, 
Open all the tabs installed with bugs. Smile at times receding gums. Quick apply on LinkedIn. Create a persona on Instagram not too far from my ego. Extinguish the shadow in Chanel perfume. Slice the afternoon open like a mango. Absorb the sun like lotion. In the waiting room, I realize existence is an exercise in endurance. Before my name's called, I swear I'm going to vomit. It looks like a nodule, but let's just book one more appointment. The knock on the door. Bouquets presented by Bloom and Wild Florist. Budding sickle crisis. Jones affirmation card, princess your magic. One burning closet. Head out the window, swaying to silk sonic. Braids tucked, bouquet in a bonnet. Life is something I can't forfeit. She said you're all clear, so I let out a deep breath, unhooking myself from time's corset.